Today is the fifth day of January. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. It is fantastic to be here with you as we gather around the global campfire for day five, our fifth step together in a row. And in our first four days, we have covered some significant territory in the Bible. And so we see just how remarkably poignant it can be. But we are also finally, we're finally kind of moved in. We've got a, we've got a rhythm established now. And we've flown over all the different books that we are engaging with right now. And so we get to settle in and take the next step forward, which will obviously lead us back into the book of Genesis. Today, Genesis chapter 11, verse 1 through 13, verse 4. At one time, all the people of the world spoke the same language, used the same words. As the people migrated to the east, they found a plain in the land of Babylonia and settled there. They began saying to each other, Let's make bricks and harden them with fire. In this region, bricks were used instead of stone, and tar was used for mortar. Then they said, Come, let's build a great city for ourselves with a Power that reaches into the sky. This will make us famous and keep us from being scattered all over the world. But the Lord came down to look at the city and the tower the people were building. Look, he said, the people are united and they all speak the same language. After this, nothing they set out to do will be impossible for them. Come, Let's go down and confuse the people with different languages. Then they won't be able to understand each other. And that way the Lord scattered them all over the world and they stopped building the city. That is why the city was called Babel. Because that is where the Lord confused the people with different languages. And this way he scattered them all over the world. This is the account of Shem's family. Two years after the great flood, when Shem was 100 years old, he became the father of Arphaxad. After the birth of Arphaxad, Shem lived another 500 years and had other sons and daughters. When Arphaxad was 35 years old, he became the father of Shelah. After the birth of Shelah, Arphaxad lived another 403 years and had other sons and daughters. When Shelah was 30 years old, he became the father of Eber. After the birth of Eber, Shelah lived another 403 years and had other sons and daughters. When Eber was 34 years old, he became the father of Peleg. After the birth of Peleg, Eber lived another 430 years and had other sons and daughters. When Peleg was 30 years old, he became the father of Ru. After the birth of Ru, Peleg lived another 209 years and had other sons and daughters. When Ru was 32 years old, 
he became the father of Sarug. After the birth of Sarug, Ru lived another 207 years and had other sons and daughters. When Sarug was 30 years old, he became the father of Naor. After the birth of Naor, Sarug lived another 200 years and had other sons and daughters. When Naor was 29 years old, he became the father of Tira. After the birth of Tira, Naor lived another 119 years and had other sons and daughters. After Tira was 70 years old, he became the father of Abram, Naor, and Haran. This is the account of Tira's family. Tira was the father of Abram, Nahor and Haran. And Haran was the father of Lot. But Haran died in Ur of the Chaldeans, the land of his birth, while his father, Tira, was still living. Meanwhile, Abram and Nahor both married. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nahor's wife was Milcah. Milcah and her sister Iscah were daughters of Nahor's brother Haran. But Sarai was unable to become pregnant and had no children. One day, Tira took his son Abram, his daughter-in-law Sarai, his son Abram's wife, and his grandson Lot, his son Haran's child, and moved away from Ur of the Chaldeans. He was headed for the land of Canaan, but they stopped at Haran and settled there. Tira lived for 205 years and died while still in Haran. The Lord had said to Abram, Leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram departed as the Lord had instructed, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. He took his wife, Sarai, his nephew, Lot, and all his wealth, his livestock and all the people he had taken into his household at Haran and headed for the land of Canaan. When they arrived in Canaan, Abram traveled through the land as far as Shechem. There he set up camp beside the Oak of Moray. At that time, the area was inhabited by Canaanites. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, I will give this land to your descendants. And Abram built an altar there and dedicated it to the Lord, who had appeared to him. After that, Abram traveled south and set up camp in the hill country, with Bethel to the west and Ai to the east. There he built another altar and dedicated it to the Lord, and he worshipped the Lord. Then Abram continued traveling south by stages toward the Negev. At that time... A severe famine struck the land of Canaan, forcing Abram to go down to Egypt, where he lived as a foreigner. As he was approaching the border of Egypt, 
Abram said to his wife, Sarai, Look, you are a very beautiful woman. When the Egyptians see you, they will say, This is his wife. Let's kill him. Then we can have her. So please tell them you are my sister. And they will spare my life and treat me well because of their interest in you. And sure enough, when Abram arrived in Egypt, everyone noticed Sarai's beauty. When the palace officials saw her, they sang her praises to Pharaoh, their king, and Sarai was taken into his palace. Then Pharaoh gave Abram many gifts because of her. Sheep, goats, cattle, male and female donkeys, male and female servants, and camels. But the Lord sent terrible plagues upon Pharaoh and his household because of Sarai, Abram's wife. So Pharaoh summoned Abram and accused him sharply. What have you done to me? He demanded. Why didn't you tell me she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister and allow me to take her as my wife? Now then, here is your wife. Get her and get out of here. Pharaoh ordered some of his men to escort them, and he sent Abram out of the country, along with his wife and all his possessions. So Abram left Egypt and traveled north into the Negev, along with his wife and Lot and all that they owned. Abram was very rich in livestock, silver, and gold. From the Negev, they continued traveling by stages toward Bethel, and they pitched their tents between Bethel and Ai, where they had camped before. This was the same place where Abram had built the altar, and there he worshipped the Lord again. Matthew 5, 1-26 One day, as he saw the crowds gathering, Jesus went up on the mountainside and sat down. His disciples gathered around him, and he began to teach them, God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted. God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they will be satisfied. God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. 
be happy about it. Be very glad, for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. You are the salt of the earth. But what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Don't misunderstand why I have come. I did not come to abolish the law of Moses or the writings of the prophets. No, I came to accomplish their purpose. I tell you the truth, until heaven and earth disappear, not even the smallest detail of God's law will disappear until its purpose is achieved. So if you ignore the least commandment, and teach others to do the same, you will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But anyone who obeys God's laws and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. But I warn you, unless your righteousness is better than the righteousness of the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that our ancestors were told, You must not murder. If you commit murder, you are subject to judgment. But I say, If you are even angry with someone, you are subject to judgment. If you call someone an idiot, you are in danger of being brought before the court. And if you curse someone, you are in danger of the fires of hell. So, if you are presenting a sacrifice at the altar in the temple and you suddenly remember that someone has something against you, leave your sacrifice there at the altar, go and be reconciled to that person, then come and offer your sacrifice to God. When you are on the way to court with your adversary, settle your differences quickly, otherwise your accuser may hand you over to the judge who will hand you over to an officer and you will be thrown into prison. And if that happens, you surely won't be free again until you have paid the last penny. Psalm 5 For the choir director A psalm of David to be accompanied by the flute. O Lord, hear me as I pray. Pay attention to my groaning. Listen to my cry for help, my King and my God, for I pray to no one but you. Listen to my voice in the morning, Lord. Each morning I bring my requests to you and wait expectantly. O God, you take no pleasure in wickedness. 
You cannot tolerate the sins of the wicked. Therefore the proud may not stand in your presence, for you hate all who do evil. You will destroy those who tell lies. The Lord detests murderers and deceivers. Because of your unfailing love, I can enter your house. I will worship at your temple with deepest awe. Lead me in the right path, O Lord, or my enemies will conquer me. Make your way plain for me to follow. My enemies cannot speak a truthful word. Their deepest desire is to destroy others. Their talk is foul, like the stench from an open grave. Their tongues are filled with flattery. O oh God, declare them guilty. Let them be caught in their own traps. Drive them away because of their many sins, for they have rebelled against you. But let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them sing joyful praises forever. Spread your protection over them, that all who love your name may be filled with joy. For you bless the godly, O Lord. You surround them with your shield of love. Proverbs 1, 24-28 called you so often, but you wouldn't come. I reached out to you, but you paid no attention. You ignored my advice and rejected the correction I offered. So I will laugh when you are in trouble. I will mock you when disaster overtakes you, when calamity overtakes you like a storm. When disaster engulfs you like a cyclone, and anguish and distress overwhelm you. When they cry for help, I will not answer. Though they anxiously search for me, they will not find me. Okay, so we covered some pretty significant territory in the Bible today, any of which we could camp out and talk about for an hour, but let's just kind of recap where we are in these stories. It's important to understand that it's unfolding before us. So in Genesis today, we had this story, it's a famous story, the story of the Tower of Babel. And what we began to see is that the world got broken. We saw that happen. We watched things spin out of control all the way to the point where there's a flood upon the earth, a reset. We begin to watch this redemptive thread be sewn into the story of God putting back together what has been broken. But then we also get a glimpse of people deciding to take the knowledge of good and evil and be their own God and try to put things back together without God, which is not something that God stands for for very long because it's not going to work. 
And again, all we got to do is take a few steps back, make a circle, just kind of do some inventory in the world that we live in right now. And we can say it's an amazing place. We have so many conveniences. The technology is like science fiction to the people who lived a century ago. It's an amazing place, but it is still very, very broken. And so we continue to try to build ourselves into our own God. And God keeps trying to put the world back together. And the way that these things are are attempting to be accomplished are very different. We, as people, we build these great monuments to ourselves. We build all this efficiency. We build a world externally. When God wants to put the world back together by putting people back together. And so we saw the confusion of languages as people spread out throughout the world. And then we met somebody. We started moving through some genealogies and we'd be like, not that again, but those genealogies were leading to a name. Abram. And we will get to know Abram a lot better tomorrow, but a lot better in the days to come because this is the beginning of the story of the Hebrew people. So much of the rest of the story of the Bible finds its origin story in this guy, Abram, and his wife, Sarai. But more about that tomorrow. We then turned into Matthew's gospel and Jesus began to teach one of the central foundational pivotal, irreplaceable teachings of Jesus, known as the Sermon on the Mount, which serves so eloquently to illustrate what we were just talking about. Jesus begins telling them the world is upside down and backwards. The things that you are putting your hope in are not going to get you where you're going. But when you realize that you have reached the end of yourself and your knowledge of good and evil and realize that you are utterly and completely dependent upon God, then you begin to realize that you have what you need and you always will. Much like the people at the Tower of Babel. We're not going to be able to build something enough to fill the void within our hearts and make us content. Like, our entire culture is predicated upon creating the, the feeling of lack so that it's just more, 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 more. And all of the financial resources that we throw at things to make us happy, it ultimately cannot work. We are utterly dependent upon God. And we will see throughout the rest of the stories of the Bible that this theme, this is, that the stories bring us back to this theme over and over again. And so beginning to realize that, beginning to examine our lives and the way that we conduct ourselves and how we're living so much of our lives from the outside in, as opposed to from the inside out, we begin to realize all the things that we're trying to accomplish. 
all the things that we're trying to do on our own or all the things that we're trying to do on our own on behalf of God when what he seems to want is for us to realize that we're not going to pretty up enough to be righteous before him. He wants to be involved in our restoration and our transformation. And that begins when we open our hands and our hearts and say, come Holy Spirit, nothing is off limits to you. And so, Lord, that is our prayer today. Nothing is off limits to you. Our hearts, we may have sections of them that are even guarded toward you. We invite you into those places. Those are the tender places in our lives. The places that we're still confused about. The places that we still have a lot of questions about. And we hold you suspect. And so we keep ourselves from realizing that you have always been with us. And we have resisted in so many ways. We are coming to the knowledge that there is no hope outside of you. You are the source of all things. And so we humble ourselves before you and invite you to take leadership in our lives. Guide and direct us in the ways that we should go. Put us back together. Restore us. Transform us, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we ask. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is home base, and that is where you can find out what's happening around here. And the Daily Audio Bible app puts that right in your right in the palm of your hand or on your tablet or whatever device that you use, and you can find the app whatever app store works with your device so check that out definitely check out the different sections like the community section this is where links are to get connected on social media channels that we are participating in Uh, it's also the home of the prayer wall which is one of the vital pieces of the community a resource that never never turns off it's always there we can always Go and share our story and ask our brothers and sisters to pray for us. We can always go there and offer prayer and encouragement for our brothers and sisters. So be familiar with that in the community section. And if you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, if the mission that we share around the global campfire to bring the spoken word of God read fresh every day and offered freely to whoever may listen, wherever they may be, Whatever time it may be, whatever continent it may be, and to build community around the rhythm, what we lovingly know as the global campfire. If that is meaningful to you and has brought life to you, then thank you humbly for your partnership. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. 
or the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app. That's the little red button up at the top. Or there are a number of numbers that you can call if you like to dial the phone. Uh, if you are in the Americas, 877-942-4253 is the number to call. If you are in the UK or Europe, 442036-088078 is the number to dial. And if you are in Australia or that part of the world, 613-8820-5459 is the number to call. And that's it for today. I'm Brian, and I love you, and I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hi, guys, side speaker, girl. Thank you for that word. Guys, this is Minita from Lombard. I am so emotional right now. I get like this during the New Year's Eve. I just get very, very, very sentimental. And I just, I just want to tell you how much I love you guys. Happy New Year to you guys. You are amazing. You are, you are amazing by, by um, sharing Brian's podcast, podcast, you know, that the light of God be to shine upon you and all that. It's just so beautiful. I'm sorry, I can't remember everything, but I heard it and it just blessed me. And I just get so emotional to listen to this beautiful woman of God. I love you guys. And um, I pray that God anoint me upon you and give you a great new year god bless you thank you so much for taking the time to to bless others to bless this daily audio bible community oh my gosh you guys you guys are amazing you ladies are amazing i love you you just you take care and happy new year to you thank you for taking your time and and sharing that beautiful word thank you i love you god bless you happy new year baby take care bye-bye hi this is Verna from gainesville florida again continuing my um call in for James, the teacher from LA. Uh, I was talking about my daily to-do list that I make the day previous so that I don't miss anything when I come in in the morning. Um, I also highlight with a yellow highlighter all the times, whether it's um, on my to-do list, I got the times for the meetings in the day and times for appointments because I have various appointments unrelated to work. And uh, highlighting helps a lot. Then I, um, I, I think during the day of things that I need to remember to do when I get home, 
and things I need to bring to work the next day, I take a sticky note. I wrote, I write all those things down and I stick that onto my uh, phone case before I leave. That really helps me. Let's pray. Lord, I pray that you help James to find the system that will work for him to stay abreast of each day's challenges and be able to honor his ex-wife and his daughters by prioritizing their needs. I pray that his ex would observe a new level of responsibility and capability in James over the next months and that you would soften her heart and and melt the bitterness that she holds. And I pray that a spark of desire, reconciliation would be ignited and become a flame to reunite with her, the good man she married in Jesus. Hey DAB fam, it's KB from Miami. I'm calling because I need prayer in this season of my life. I need you guys to help pray for me as life has gotten harder, the closer I've gotten to Christ. This year will be the first year that I've completely finished the Bible and learning all these stories in the Bible and all these ways in the Bible and the way that we're supposed to be with each other. I just want prayers from you guys to keep my faith strong, keep my faith strong and help me resist the enemy and recognize my enemies. Because I have a loving heart, I always try to help even when I shouldn't. And it's led me to places where I could have definitely made a better decision. And this past year, I fell in love with someone that had a rough bringing up. They weren't really loved the way that they should have been by family. They were always tossed from home to home. Mother didn't care for them. Made them drop out of school in middle school, never cared about their education and their perception of love and how to care for people is all messed up. And I pray that you guys pray for me and pray for my significant other who's struggling with emotions and struggling with mental illness. And I pray that you guys prayers help because truly I tell you it's it's hard to watch someone you love destroy themselves. Hey Dad family, it's Sparky. This as many of you know, this is my favorite time of the year. I think I like it better than Christmas when we get all the way through the Bible. I think reflecting um, how many times through these years we've gone through. So I got to have a photographic memory of people I've prayed for who've prayed for me. Where they rung through wherever I was at. I'd, I can remember when I first got started in this app, I had to remove myself from a job and go out to the restroom because I had tears in my eyes and I realized how powerful this app was when I was going through. And I look back at this year, we've 
my family, we've gone through so much this year from from being an electrician, being just living in New Mexico, which, you know, is a long way, but I stayed in that hotel room listening to this, and my kids, the ball being dropped on me, they moved to Portland, and, and then me quitting my job and us nearly going broke, and then me getting another job, and it pays better, and then the house floods and the car breaks down and you're wondering why you're getting paid better but you still got thousands of stuff coming at you and then Christmas comes and your kids can't get home flying home but there's been one constant it's a, a rhythm as Brian says of getting on here and focusing in God and my life has changed from it from surgeries to everything that happens in my daily life doesn't matter as long as I center on God and y'all. Well, good morning, Daily Audio Bible family. It's Big Mike here from sleepy little OBCA, Ocean Beach, California, here in San Diego, California, United States. It's 8.32 a.m. December 31st, 2020. I just finished listening to Brian read the last portion of our Holy Bible for the year. And I'm feeling very grateful, happy, joyous to have been part of this with you all the last 365 days. This was the first year that I've ever gone completely through the Bible with you all. And I don't call in much. Actually, the only time I ever called in before was for the Christmas party. But I do look forward to another year with you all, another year of growing, another year of challenges, and another year of uh, being close with our Heavenly Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you all in 2023. See you on the journey. This is Tilly from Florida on December 31st. Wanting to thank uh, Brian, Jill, China, and the uh, people who prayed for me throughout the year. Those that I've prayed, uh, one of the highlights uh, was Kate, who prayed for my AFib. And uh, I do have you know, a lot better control over that right now with some treatments that I'm on and lifestyle changes. So that's a, that's a wonderful thing. I want to thank all the people of DAB for all the prayers and consistency to call in and all that. And perhaps next year I'll do some of that myself. Maybe maybe call in more often to pray for other people. Um, I'd ask that everybody consider supporting the DAB you know, with your finances. Um, that's, that's very important to me. So God bless y'all. Let's have a good year. Let's do this again. Um, again, for me, this is, um, I've kind of lost count. I can't remember what year I started, but it's probably 16 or 16 years, I think. Um, I think I started the se se second year. So I'm going to do it again. God bless y'all. Lord Jesus, lift up this group to you, uh, DAB and the chronological and the kids and the Proverbs and the Psalms. 
that the Hardin family so diligently pours into us. And may we pour into them with our prayers and finances this next year. In Jesus' name, amen.